0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue to explore the deep end in our podcast series, we want to look at this passage from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. This past Sunday, we looked at a mystery, a mystery that God had hidden for generations, that during Paul's day, the mystery was revealed. The mystery was revealed, and here was the mystery that had been hidden for generations, that Gentiles, non-Jewish people, can be a part of God's family, can be heirs of the riches of Christ, can have eternal life and hope, just like the Jews who believe in Jesus. Now, to us, that doesn't seem mind-blowing. That doesn't seem shocking. We've lived in that truth for about 2,000 years. But for generations, for thousands of years, that mystery was hidden, and nobody knew that. And you have to imagine that, you have to imagine that for generations, for for thousands of years thinking it's only the Israelites, only the Jews can be a part of God's family. And then finding out one day we're wrong, the Gentiles too, everybody, Jew or non-Jew, can be a part of God's family through faith in Christ. And Paul is telling us that that's the mystery, telling the Ephesians, this is the mystery. And this mystery, again, if you understood that, would have been shocking to know And not only would it be shocking, but it would awaken your soul if you were a Gentile to understand that God wanted you. I mean, you, put your name there. God wanted you. He said in chapter one that He chose us before the foundation of the world. So imagine God, before He said, Let there be light, before He brought anything into existence that we now see and live in in this world, He thought of you. He had a plan to bring you into the family of God. If you're a Christian, that's amazing to know, but that's, that's a truth that we find in Ephesians. And that truth was hidden for generations and God has his own reasons for why he hid it. I think one of the reasons maybe is because when that message would come, it would, it would be so shocking. It would be so amazing, so awesome that God would be glorified by the revealing of that mystery. But God had, God had his own reasons for revealing that, for um, hiding that mystery and then revealing that mystery in the early part of the new Testament But all we need to know is that mystery is truth. And that mystery should awaken our soul, especially for a Gentile to go, wow, I was once dead in my sins. I was once following the devil, following the course of this world. I was once a child of wrath like the rest of mankind. And now not only am I not destroyed, God wants me in his family. God wants me an heir of the riches of Christ. God wants me to have eternal hope and joy and security. He wants me near him. I hope that is something that has awakened your soul because that is the point of that mystery. For us to no longer stay in our sins, for us to no longer despair and have hopelessness, but for us to rejoice in the fact that we are with God. We can be with God through faith in Christ. And that is the one prerequisite to being in the family of God. For every person, Jew and Gentile alike, faith in Christ. We have to see that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He is the only Savior of the world. He is the only way to God, the only way to eternal life. And if we understand that and we bank our entire soul upon Jesus Christ, we are in God's family and that will never change. But what we're going to focus on today is this, that we find another sort of hidden nugget, a hidden mystery in Ephesians chapter three that I believe sort of awakens us to something else. And that is that every single one of God's blessings and promises that follow salvation are all found through his church. In verse 10, listen to the language. When Paul says, after he reveals the mystery, he says this, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Through the church. Now he's saying a couple of things there. Through the church. This mystery has now been even revealed to heavenly beings. Even the angels and heavenly beings didn't know this mystery. They didn't know this plan, that Gentiles were a part of God's plan, that they too could find redemption in Jesus Christ. So that revealing also glorified God in heaven. And we were able to experience it on the earth and the angels experienced it in heaven. And the mystery blew minds on heaven and under heaven. And God was glorified by that. But I think he's also saying through the church are all of God's blessings and promises. And maybe I'm making too much out of that verse, but in chapter two, Paul told us, Paul told us that unity in the church is how we are strengthened. Unity in the church is how we find the stronghold against the devil. This is how we find all of God's promises and blessings. If you listen to chapter four, the chapter after this, he's going to tell us once again, excuse me, once again, That we find all of God's promises and blessings through the church when we unify, when we come together, when we invest our talents into God's church, we find everything that God wants to bestow upon us. Now, why is that important? Because of this, that if we don't invest in God's church, we don't find what God wants to give us. I'm going to use an illustration to help us understand this. I have been given at least two really big gifts in my life. Okay. This is outside of salvation. Obviously that's the biggest one. But I've received two really big gifts, outside of my family even, that people just decided to give us. The first one was this. When Janine and I were in Michigan, we were struggling financially. We, weren't, we were under-supported missionaries. We were doing God's work, but we weren't getting a lot of pay for that, and so we were just scraping by. But we had signed this lease in this apartment, and we sort of had to trust God to, to pay for this because we didn't really have the money to pay for this apartment. Well, you fast forward a couple months, and it was around Christmas time. Janine and I got this present. And in this envelope that we opened, it was it was a big, large sum of money. And it was a mind-blowing sum of money. It was life-changing sum of money. It was it was something that was going to allow us to pay our rent and allow us to pay our bills for the entire year. That's how big the sum of money was. And I remember being shocked and stunned by that sum of money, going, no, this can't be true, or no, we can't receive this. This is too grand, too big. But I remember after we received this money and realized that these people wanted us to have it, it was anonymous, but they wanted us to have it. We had to go and take that check. And what did we have to do with it? We had to go to the bank and we had to put that check into the bank. Now, usually I'm going to be honest. I don't look forward to going to the bank. Bank is not a fun errand, okay? I'm the kind of guy that would rather do it on the app, do it online and get it done with in a couple seconds without fighting traffic and stuff like that. So I don't usually look forward to going to the bank. But that day, you know what happened? My perspective was changed on going to the bank. I enjoyed that trip to the bank. I had a large sum of money, that I was going to put into our bank account, and the bank was not a drudgery. It was not a chore that day. I enjoyed that trip to the bank. Why? Because of the gift I had received. Because of the gift that I had received, going to the bank that day was enjoyable. Okay? Number two gift. Number two gift, someone in our our church recently gave us a car. Okay? They saw our situation. They knew that a second car would bless us. They had access to another car that they didn't need, and instead of selling it to us, even giving us a good deal, they just decided to give us the car. It was incredibly nice, an incredibly big blessing. And we were stunned and thrilled by that, going, man, we're not only going to get a car, but it's going to be free. We don't have to pay for this car. Wow, what a blessing. These people are so nice. and But in order to get that car in our name, we had to go to what was called the tag and title place, okay? We had to go and have the the title signed over to our name. And again, I'm gonna be honest, that's not the most enjoyable errand usually. I don't look forward to going to the tag and title place when I have to do something car related, you know, gotta fight traffic and wait in line and go through this whole process of signing over paperwork. I don't look forward to that. But when someone is giving me a free car, I enjoyed that trip to the tag and title place that day <laughs> because I was getting a free car. And it didn't seem long. It didn't seem painstaking. It didn't seem annoying to go to the tag and title place. I was looking forward to enjoying the car that I had give, been given. Do you see what I'm saying here? This is the illustration for what God has given us in the church. If we were honest in our heart of hearts, at least in a period of a li- period of our life, we would probably say this about the church. The church isn't the most fun place to go. Okay? Maybe you've had a period like that in your life where you didn't really look forward to going to church. You didn't look forward to being with the people called the church. I remember a period of that in my life where I was a young child and I looked forward to when snow and weather would cancel church. I know that's shameful, but I'm going to be honest. I did. I remember a couple snow days being excited going, yes, church is canceled. Or I remember the day that our church explored having this like early service. So there was like a nine o'clock service and then there was a normal 1030 service. And I remember thinking, man, I want to go to that nine o'clock service. Not so that I can have church right away. No, I wanted to go to that nine o'clock service because I wanted to get church over with. And I wanted to get on with my Sunday. I wasn't in the position where I could justify not going to church. So I wanted to go to church and get it over with. And that was my perspective. That perspective was wrong. It was off, but it's honest. That's where I was for a time. And I'm gonna be honest today. I think a lot of people are still in that category. Maybe even some of us who are listening to this podcast going, I don't know, church doesn't seem like the best place to go. You know, it's not, the, it's not the most fun. It's not the most thrilling. Sometimes the sermon's flat. Sometimes the music isn't as good. You know, these aren't my best friends in the world, all of them. I don't know if these are the people I really want to spend time with. You know, is it? Is it am I sick enough to not go? Am I sleepy enough to not go? Do I have enough on my plate today that I can justify not going to the church? Because that would be great. And most of us aren't in the position to say, I'll never go to church because that would feel bad. But if we were honest we probably don't look forward to going to church like a Christian should. And probably that reason is is because we don't understand this one mystery that all of God's blessings and all of God's promises are given to us through the church. And you could justify investing in church for a lot of reasons. I mean, biblically. Number one, it's God's will. It's God's will for you to invest in the church. God has invested himself into the church. So much so, this is powerful, that he put the blood of Jesus into the church. That's how much he invested in the church. The blood of his only begotten precious son is invested in the church. Do you tell there's a no plan B for God? There's no contingency. There's no other way for God to bless us and for us to be in God's family except through the church. He put the blood of Jesus into the church. The church is everything to God. That's a number one reason, and that's a really powerful reason. Number two reason is because it's a stronghold for us there's power in numbers. When we invest in the church, we fight together. When we unify, we are much harder to take down for the devil. The devil has a much harder time tripping us up and getting us distracted and deceived because we're fighting together. We're helping one another. We're picking one another up. We're carrying one another's burdens. And the devil's job gets so much harder. But there's a third reason. And this is the reason we've explored recently, is that every one of God's blessings, every one, Following salvation, because salvation is given to us free by trusting in Jesus. I mean, that is the one prerequisite to having this eternal family, this eternal hope, is that you have faith in Jesus. But every one of God's blessings that follow salvation are given to us by investing in the church. And you could find it all over the Bible, all over the Bible, that God has blessings and promises that He wants to lavish upon us, like a big banquet, a buffet. God just wants to pour blessings upon us. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Mostly spiritual, but some physical. He wants to give us as many blessings as he can, but it has to be by us investing in the church because that's how God has designed it. And do you see what we're talking about today? Do you see how the church maybe, when you compare it to the fun things of the world, it doesn't always measure up. It's not the flashiest. It's not the most thrilling place to be. Again, it's probably not the gathering of your best friends i'm sure you have friends at church but if you were going to gather with your best friends you'd probably find them some at church some in the world and maybe at work and stuff like that maybe in your neighborhood but church isn't really the place that we look forward to unfortunately sometimes our perspective is off and the reason it's off is because we don't understand this i really believe that we don't understand that every one of god's blessings and promises are given to us through the church if we knew that our perspective changes about the church and we go yeah absolutely, I want to be there. Absolutely, I want to invest in that. That's how God blesses me. That's how God wants to give me all of his promises, all of his blessings, is through the church. In fact, my very purpose, I've been designed to invest in the church. My makeup as a person, my makeup as a Christian is in the church. If I dodge the church, I dodge my purpose. But if we also dodge the church, we dodge every one of God's promises and blessings because there's no way that we can say yes to God's promises and no to the church because they're intertwined. They're a package deal. No one can ever say, yes, God, continue to bless me. Continue to give me everything that you want to give me. And I would love to have your promises and blessings, but no, I don't have time for the church. No, it's not my favorite place to go. No, I have better things to do. I'll go occasionally when I can fit it in my schedule. No, because God has designed it that every single one of his blessings are given to us by investing in what he calls the church, the people of God. And our perspective has been off because the devil has tried to flip the tables on us going, ah, yeah, you don't need the church. Listen, you got faith in Christ, you know, and not that he wants us to have faith in Christ, but he's trying to flip the tables on us going, listen, 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 you have faith in Jesus. You don't need the church. Okay. You don't need the church. Even if there's more blessings and promises, who cares? You got eternal life. You got heaven. Just live your life now. But what he's really doing is he's severing us from every single one of God's promises and blessings, including eternal life. Because if we listen to that lie, then we're deceived. If we listen to the lie that we don't need the church and we don't need to invest in the church, then it's most likely we don't have faith in Christ. It's most likely that we're not true Christians. It's most likely that we're not following Jesus because everyone who follows Jesus sees the importance of the church and the devil. He's all about flipping the tables. He's all about deceiving us. And saying to us, listen, you don't need this. You don't need the church. It's boring. It's hypocritical. These people are stuffy, you know? Ah, you want to live in the world. The world has the best stuff to give you. And what he's doing, he's actually stealing from you. That's how the devil works. He he comes under the guise of, I want to give you something. I want you to be happy and, and enjoy life. Here you go. But what he's actually doing is robbing you blind. By, because he's taking away every one of God's blessings and promises when we don't invest in the church. We need to understand that today. We need to understand how important it is to find our purpose in the church. God has designed it that way. That's how God wants to lavish us with every one of his blessings and promises. And Paul went over that in chapter two. He goes over it in chapter three. He's going to go over it in chapter four. He's going to continue to go over it because he wants us to know that the church is not a luxury, it's a necessity. It is the family of Christ. In fact, I would say this, if we don't understand the church and appreciate the church now, then we don't understand heaven either. Because heaven is the largest gathering of the church ever. And it lasts for all time. If you don't like the church and you don't like investing in the church, you're not going to like heaven either. Because that's what heaven is. It's a gathering of the church that never ends. It's the family of God coming together and never separating. That's what heaven is. We have to ask the question today is, what do we want? If we want the world, that's an option. If we want to live in the world and we want to justify not going to church, that's an option. We, we can have that. But what we don't get then is we don't get anything from God because God has designed it that every one of his blessings and promises are given to us through his church by investing in his church, by giving your talents and your time and your energy and your focus to the church of God, God lavishes us with his blessings beyond what our ability is to comprehend it. He just pours these blessings upon us and he's happy to do so. But when we don't see the church as crucial and important, and we find reasons to justify not going and not investing and the leaders, you know, they're not as stellar as I had hoped, they're not as great you know, I wish there were more powerful speakers. I wish there were better leaders. I wish they thought of this ministry and spent their time doing this. So, you know, I'm not going to invest. We're actually saying no to God. We're not saying no to the local church. We're saying no to God. Because, yeah, the church isn't perfect. The church is a work in progress. The church leaders can get better. The church people sometimes can be hypocritical and mean. And sometimes the church can be a flat experience. But it's our family. Our family if we were honest, that's kind of how family is sometimes too. The people could be better. The experience could be better. And we could say, because of that, I don't have time for family. Family should be more fun. It should be more beneficial. It should feel more enthralling when I'm around these people. And it doesn't, therefore I don't need family. But all of us know the necessity of having a family. We can't cast our family members away, even if they are kind of a mess. We need family. How much more do we need the family of God? The family of God is crucial to our soul. It's a stronghold against the devil and it is the catalyst by which we receive every one of God's blessings. And here's the thing about the church too. The more we invest, the better it gets. The reason the church is weak. The reason the church leaders aren't as strong and powerful as you had hoped. The reason the experience sometimes seems flat, unfortunately is the fault of those who aren't investing. It really is because if we had every single member of the church doing their part, the body would be strong. It would be enriching. It would be exciting. It would do amazing things for God. But sometimes we have to limp along because we don't have our eye and our head and our hand all working together. So we're compensating for the lack of what some people aren't giving. And we're limping along and we're doing some stuff. We're, we're doing some great things, but we're shorthanded because some people aren't investing. And for all of those reasons, for all of those reasons, we need to see the church differently. And remember what I said about the bank. Remember what I said about going to the tag and title place. Yeah, they're not fun on its own. If you don't understand the perspective of the blessings in God, you might be able to see those things as errands and chores. But when you see them as that is the way that you enjoy and receive every one of God's amazing, profound blessings, you say to the church, just like I said to the bank and said to the tag and title place, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. This is a thrill. I am looking forward to this. And that is now my perspective on church. Even though I didn't have that perspective As a young child, I now have that perspective going, man, I can't wait. Man, I love this place. I love these people. This is right where I belong. And this is a taste of what is to come in eternal life. I hope we can understand that today. I hope we can see that God's blessings are all given to us through the church. And the church is his design for everything good in this life and the next. I hope you would change your perspective on that today to give your talents, your time, your energy, your focus, and your love to God's church Primarily because God wants it that way and that's how you love Him. But secondarily, because it's how He blesses you for the rest of time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.